More medals than I assumed you were doing. What's that meant to mean? That's a that's a proper. That's really negging me. I I I forgot that you could get medals for things that aren't military success. <laughs> You've just been watching the fucking Olympics. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. for this welcome to the podcast nobody asked for with me graham jones and me ian harris did it again i was <laughs> i was really happy because i was about to say we should swap what we do for the intro because this week we are covering character swaps or taking a character an actor has played in one film and putting him into another that the actor was also in yep it's a rolls bit, off the tongue bit of a cumbersome title but we liked the idea so much but we still couldn't figure out the best way to put it in there's not a mass there's not like a really succinct way of saying it is there no so this is this is an idea that's taken from a review on our pod chaser which we encourage all of you to check out so the review was from martin and he mentioned that i'd like to suggest they do a top three actor character swaps so for example wolverine being the lead in the greatest showman or indeed vice versa and i think immediately when we read that the response was just holy shit that's an incredible idea and we immediately i mean i didn't have to do a lot of thinking about this to be honest there was too many yeah like i I do like the idea of basically musical logan or just would, would you rather go greatest showman hugh jackman or valjean Hugh Jackman. I mean, you know my feelings on The Greatest Showman. True. So we'll we'll, we'll throw Valjean into things. <laughs> Just randomly singing along to I the mean, X-Men. Wolverine in Les Mis. Like, he'd, he'd take care of Marius for you. Not, not to sound like a broken record, but he is a terrible, terrible man. But I just, I like the idea of him just, like, nobody else singing. Like, mm. just for Wolverine, it's a musical, and for everyone else, it's just an X-Men film. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that there's, a, there's a certain beauty in that, isn't there? That one character is just their their reality is very different to everyone else's. There must be a film like that. Oh, everything Nicolas Cage has ever done. Oh yeah, true, <laughs> true. That's definitely a future list. Actors who clearly thought they were in something else. <laughs> but again, for example, Nicolas Cage clearly thought he was in American Psycho, but he was actually in Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, he thought he was in American Psycho before it had even been made. Yeah. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme clearly thought he was, you know, to hark back to our latest League of Good Bad Movies episode, Jean-Claude Van Damme thought he was in The Terminator. Everybody else knew he was in Time Cop. <laughs> so with, with this in mind, obviously switching characters and stuff, I was thinking, okay, well, how can, we, how can we relate to this? And slightly different, because as far as I know, you've not been in too many movies. Uh, I, have, I have appeared in a ITV series okay. called Green-Eyed Monster which was about killing someone. And the first thing you see in the show is my ass. Lovely. Covered or? Covered. Okay. I was 12 at the time. <laughs> it was filmed at uh, Hayes Pool. Okay. And uh, I think the character is either a swimming instructor or something. So they got a load of kids in as extras to just do like a swimming lesson, basically. Right. So the first shot is from the bottom of the pool looking up. Yeah. And I'm swimming across okay or one of the people swimming across but it's definitely my ass it's the first thing you see <laughs> basically van damme i have it in my contract yep and then the splits straight after and right? then the splits yeah um okay well 
But that's your only credit. Did you even get a credit? Are you on IMDb? No. Oh, actually, no. I do have a credit <laughs> in a friend's uh, short film that is doing the film festival circuit. Nice. My name is on the credits. I took a photo of it, and I am now insisting on being referred to as a credited actor. <laughs> Okay, well, given given your only role swap would be between those two yeah. roles, I'll open up a little bit, and instead of uh, movie roles, we're going different eras of Ian. So if you could take one era of Ian and put him into another era of Ian, what would it be and why? So one era of Ian yep. into another era of Ian. Yeah, so like primary school Ian in... In Ian in his thirties, for example, or vice versa. <laughs> I mean, I've ta- I've talked about it before. I-, I would like the era of appreciating sport mm. to have coincided with the era where my fitness levels could actually have been a thing. You know, like the age where you could break your arm and it heals within a day and a half. Yeah, yeah. Like, like if if I'd got into, for example, like the gym and rugby and stuff when I was at eighteen instead of at twenty eight. <laughs> I, I feel like I could have got a lot more out of it. Okay. So you're basically saying that's essentially present day Ian, right? I don't think you've changed too much from 28. No. So you're saying present day Ian back in the beginning of uni, essentially. But yeah. So uni era. Yeah. With the drive to do more than just watch films, I definitely acquired legally. And if it, I mean, do you think any, any other benefits from present day Ian that he'd, he'd take back to uh, to uni? Other than obviously knowledge of, of of Bitcoin blowing up, oh god, mm. yeah, the the Bitcoin knowledge is going to go far, but I would still somehow convince myself that it wasn't going to work <laughs> because I still don't understand it. It's just a it's just a decentralized currency on a blockchain, and I don't know what you don't get. Oh, if you put it that way on this <laughs> blocks chan, um, no, that the the main reason would be just pushing myself to actually do shit because I spent a lot of uni doing absolutely nothing. I think I, the, the problem I had with uni was my mindset was to be friends with someone, I have to have exactly the same tastes as them. Right. And it took it in secondary school, that definitely was kind of the case. Yeah. You yeah. kind of gravitate to people who are basically exactly the same as you. But in the mature adult world, that's not actually how things work. No. I yeah, mean, maybe. You'd have no friends. Oh, God, no. <laughs> It'd just be me. It's just, just us. <laughs> but. Or maybe, maybe even earlier. Like I, um, I still maintain I could have been a very good swimmer, but I didn't want to wake up at five a.m. Oh yeah, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Apparently, I was quite good. I was quite naturally gifted at it. I mean, you got an acting credit from it. I got an acting credit from it. <laughs> nice. But what about you? Which which Graham era swap are we doing? I, I want to like fully Billy Madison it. So I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go current current era Graham, but back to like end of primary school <laughs> I, I, I like billy madison used that way i'm going to billy madison we yeah. should use more adam sandler films in that way what is it right. uh, he's, he's, he's you know he went a bit happy gilmore today or you know we're gonna we're gonna little nicky it but yeah something something big daddy yeah it all ended a bit uncut gems <laughs> i fucking hope not <laughs> i saw a great review of um We'll come on to why I was researching this shortly, but I found a review for a film called The Cobbler, right? Which is um, Adam Sandler is a cobbler, yeah, who can inhabit the body of anybody with the same shoe size as him. <laughs> if he wears, it's like walking a mile in their shoes. 
So if, right. he, if he puts on their shoes, he becomes them. That feels too too on the nose, doesn't it, for yeah. that, that phrase? Yeah, and, okay. and the review mentioned that um, it was so bad, they assumed that the stress involved with making uncut gems, Adam Sandler did as penance. <laughs> <laughs> talking, of, talking of shoes, I watched St. Maud yesterday. And there is a scene in St. Maud with oh. some shoes and some thumbtacks that I never want to see again. Yeah. Because it's, it's one of those... It, it, St. Maud's one of those things that I still think I saw it, but you don't. Like, a lot of the actual gory shit is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I, I remember vividly seeing it. It's that kind of, like... Yeah. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, St. Maud's a great film. Don't read any... If, if you're into your horror shit go yeah. for it yeah 100 percent. you're you're slow burning but don't yeah don't don't read into it no i i went in completely uh completely blinded i'm very glad i did yeah you know what we're going on a massive tangent now you know yeah. what horror film is coming out soon which i find borderline offensive go on speaking of not seeing it uh don't breathe too interesting don't breathe is about these people who break into the house of this blind guy who's apparently got a load of money and it turns out he's keeping this woman hostage right the sequel follows him okay but it's like you're the you're you're, you're the bad guy are we supposed to be rooting for you now i mean it's it's you all over again as in the tv series not you yeah yeah, I was going to say. Like, just, just to clarify, Ian hasn't got anyone held captive. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of running jokes. I'm happy to keep referring back to in the podcast, but probably best out of, like, an out of context recording of us joking about how I kidnap people or something. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that pops up on like a background search. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I'm okay with joking about heroin, but I draw the line at that, <laughs> which is good to know. Good, good to know. I have a line. It, it occasionally appears and it's like oh i'm as surprised as everyone but yeah. apparently this is not i okay. believe this week it is your movie review review not on review at all <laughs> i'm gonna spring that on you as well we're not doing recommendations i want a review no it's um it's a movie recommendation that nobody has asked for so what are we going with this weekend okay so because we're talking about character swaps i'm obviously going to be recommending a film that is a body swap in researching this this is obviously how i found about out about the cobbler i had two choices here so I could either go horrifically on brand for the podcast right. or at least attempt to broaden our collective horizons a bit. So I'm going, to, I'm going to attempt to go a bit, not out there, but different to what people would expect from us. Okay. That means I'm not going for 1997's Face Off. <laughs> Instead, I'm going for 2003's Freaky Friday. I, I knew you were going to go Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday is legitimately a brilliant film. It is very good. It's Jamie Lee Curtis, Lindsay Lohan, and a surprisingly good soundtrack that has like Andrew WK, Joey Ramone, and Bowling for Soup on. Lindsay Lohan made a, a there was a there was a period of time where Lindsay Lohan made some quite good movies, and then obviously she she went slightly off the rails. But um, yeah, I did enjoy. I mean, me, I I think I've spoken we've spoken about this before, but Mean Girls is so good. But there, there was like a proper sweet spot for this kind of film around that time. Yeah, because this isn't too far removed from like Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah, which yeah true. Is again another brilliant kind of light-hearted. I, I don't even know what you would call Julia? the Julia Stiles. Yeah, what? Mm, nice. Yes. Is it? Yes. Whatever happened to Julia Stiles? Um, I'm not sure. I, it's one of those things where I feel like she might have been. I, I don't want to say difficult to work with because that's usually like coded language for stands up for themselves kind yeah. of thing. But I 
yeah, I'm not 100% sure what happened. And so if, if people have had their fill of Lindsay Lohan already this week and want to see something a little bit different to a teen body swap comedy, um, anything else that they should watch? So Lindsay Lohan, for her time, was obviously kind of like the... She was the big up-and-coming actress of, I think, that kind of era. Yeah. So I, I think you should maybe watch something of this generation's next up-and-coming actress. And that was obviously... Florence Pugh and Florence Pugh was I don't know if you know this she was in a brilliant film called Midsummer. tell me more yeah so she uh plays a character called Danny mm. who is going through uh I believe the phrase is a lot of shit <laughs> and she decides to go for a nice relaxing week away celebrating Midsummer with a load of Swedish cult members and it is one of the best films ever made and more people need to watch it and to be fair like a lot of people have. Like, a lot yeah. of people off of the back of us reviewing, <laughs> uh, uh, recommending this every single episode have actually watched it. And the vast majority of them have appreciated it for what it is, which is a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. And, uh, and, and with that, I believe we are going to dive straight into your first character swap or taking a character an actor has played in one film and putting him into another that the actor was also in. First choice this week. I have two words for you, Ian. Space Lion. <laughs> Aslan in Taken? <laughs> uh, no, it'll be Aslan in Phantom Menace. Yeah. yeah. We are going for James L. Jones as Mufasa in Star Wars. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I, I have a lot of questions immediately, so I'm going to let you explain this. Okay. Um, Is Luke Skywalker Simba? I mean, well, no, yes, but no. Like, he oh should, in theory, yes. But we're only doing one character swap, and we we didn't have the you know the the appropriate actors there, so so no. So it would be uh, Lando would be Simba, because Danny Glover plays him. Yes, in... he does. Yeah, Danny Glover, not Donald Danny Glover. Glover. Donald, you do Donald this Glover every time, every time. Because I I yeah, Donald Glover plays him in the Lion King remake. Yeah, we we've talked about it previously, and we should just kind of collectively forget it happened. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what questions you've got in it. I think it makes perfect sense. You know, Darth Vader's a, a big, bad, scary dude, but Space Lions, like, that's much better than Darth Vader on his own. And I know, obviously, I know what you're thinking. And yes, he does have the helmet still. But a lion-shaped, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah you've got to, you know, it, you've got to fit the mane in. That is the, uh, the, the main point. <laughs> We're going to have a, a couple of line changes. So instead of, I find your lack of faith distur- disturbing, maybe your lack of pride disturbing, just to... Just to hark back to the lion puns. Um, And obviously instead of the no, it's just a roar. Given the Skywalker saga, um, we'll also get to see like Lion Cub Mufasa because on his way to the dark side, because obviously we haven't... haven't Lion Cub Mufasa pod racing. Lion Cub Mufasa pod racing. Obviously at some point he's going to fuck Natalie Portman. Just going to leave that out there. (laughs) Don't just, yeah. I, I, I know we've started doing this whole like Stan Lee thing of talking directly to the people listening, but don't don't <laughs> mentally picture that. It's weird. And I, I feel like once you've got the image in your head, it's the last thing you're ever going to see. And obviously, um, Mufasa in The Lion King also had an issue with the high ground. <laughs> Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other things I'd like to see Mufasa do? Uh, fly a TIE fighter? Lightsaber fights? Uh, I, I think I think you'd find uh, Darth Vader actually flew a tie advanced. <laughs> uh, the tie fighter was the standard straight wing formation tie. Yeah, 
the tie advance was the one with weird like little crooks in it so uh it is amazing you'll find you're wrong it's it's, am- it's amazing you found someone to marry you isn't it yeah <laughs> i am i'm a very lucky man <laughs> also he's technically going to be a cybernetic lion oh i like that so yeah i think we probably get a different outcome to star wars as well because my money's on the cybernetic space lion the only issue he may have is lack of opposable thumbs yeah so lightsabers could be an issue but also like the uh there's a boss in a dark souls game which is a giant dog that has a sword but he just holds it in his mouth so boom yeah there you go sword. um one thing i'm undecided on and maybe you, you can you can help me on this is i don't know if we're like from the start we know he's a lion or it's in Jedi when he takes the helmet off <laughs> and he's, just, he's been a lion all along. Um, I don't know because I like I like the idea of the Darth Vader suit just clearly being a lion. Yeah, but that reveal sounds like it could arguably the best thing cinema has ever seen. So it would just be is a cyber. They they've taken a lion who died in what will now be a lava based stampede. <laughs> yeah. And just put, give him in a human body. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's basically um, King from the Tekken games. Basically King from the Tekken yeah. games, yeah. Although King was a jaguar? Jaguar. He's actually a Mexican wrestler. But yes, he was a he had a jaguar. Jaguar. Jaguar mask. Um, yeah. I like how I went with that and not like Lion-O or something <laughs> like that. Well, there's a Digimon that was a, just a dude with a lion head. Digimon's great. Sorry, we're, we're you know what there. else is? You know what? Speaking of cybernetic lions, yeah, um, I don't want to get too excited about a Transformers movie again, but the Transformers series is now doing a Beast Wars film. Well, that's going to be great, and if it's it, not, I will be deeply because I used to love that be. show. But it could be Ron Perlman's in it, okay, and yeah, it could be great. But it's also one of those like horrible TV shows where I loved it growing up, but you can't rewatch it. Because the graphics have aged so badly. Yeah. Like, we could, with no... There's a lot of creative stuff I can do. And cinematic effects is not one of them. (laughs) Like, I'm confident that give it four days, we could animate a better scene from a Beast Wars series than they could. Yep. We've got a busy week. We, we have we're, a busy week. We're yeah. writing the Time Cop musical and we're going to animate Beast Wars. The, and, but the other thing that works really well, like from Lion King into Star Wars. Well done for being the only person ever to say that. <laughs> is um, obviously at the end of Return of the Jedi, you see Anakin's ghost, right? Yeah. Well, we just pull in the like cloud ghost Mufasa from Lion King. Don't even have to rework the CGI. Nice. Yeah. So um, you said you had questions. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the follow-up was, you know, it, does this, the, the Skywalker family line? Yeah. Are we talking lion-human hybrids now? Are, we, are they all lions? I guess, well, I guess no, because I, of You the, do have to have a lion in the sand somewhere. <laughs> I don't think so. Purely because we go outside of the, the single character swap then. So no, it's just, yeah, true. just, just Vader lion. I like that idea. The, sh- the sheer shock on Luke Skywalker's face when he realises... His dad was a lion. <laughs> um, I have no idea what to say to that now. Would he still sing? Does Mufasa have songs? I don't think so. He wasn't. He wasn't particularly tuneful. Was he was being stampled, stampled, trampled, stampled, trampled to yeah, death. Yeah, the, the my my favorite Lion King song. 
stampled to death. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I fuck up my words all the time. So when you do it, I feel like I have to just really, <laughs> really hammer home. Um, yeah, I don't think he does. Be Prepared is one, up there with one of the most underrated Disney songs, I think. Very, very good song. Yeah. yeah. Is up there with Hellfire in Hunchback of Notre Dame. I've never seen Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's fucked up. <laughs> but it's also one of those, like, the classic Disney thing of it's taken it from a really depressing... Because like, I'm fairly sure the end of the novel, uh, spoilers for a book that came out in the 19th century, ends with Quasimodo, like, embracing a corpse in a mass grave. Like, that's weird. Yeah. That's just a bit bizarre. I think Little Mermaid, she cuts off her legs or something like that. It's all... Cinderella has people's eyes being pecked out by crows, I think. It's all, all kind of fucked up. And then Lion King is, you know, lions. Lions, yeah. So look, all I can say is that uh, Space Lions is, is just something we need. And I, yeah, I know, Ian, I think that you just need to... If you have any doubts about this... Just search your feelings. You know it to be true. I was going to make a joke about the biker mice from Mars, but I feel like I have to leave it there. <laughs> biker mice from Mars were great. Biker mice from Mars were fucking amazing. The toys were the best thing. Oh, yeah. Another thing we've definitely mentioned on the podcast before. Do you remember Street Sharks? Yeah. The Street Sharks were great. And again, the toys were brilliant. But they're the kind of kids show where I honestly couldn't tell you what came first. Like, were they toys that then had a TV series that was designed just to sell the toys? Yeah, I'm not sure actually, because po- Pokemon was—I um, don't even know—Pokemon was morphed into like this nuts. Have you seen like the Pokemon card renaissance that there's been as well? Oh, really? Yeah, like they are—they are selling for a lot of money, and they are bringing out new sets and stuff. But in typical like, so obviously back in the back in the day, you had you had the set of Pokemon cards, and it was fifty two in the base set and you obviously had regular cards you had shinies and you just had you pick if you had the entire collection it was one of each card now like they have variants of different cards and there's like rainbow shiny variants all this kind of like the idea of completing a set now is would cost you probably thousands i would have thought well because you can't complete the set because then you're going to stop spending money well exactly so yeah cap pokemon capitalism (laughs) (laughs) that went off topic anyway (laughs) Your first choice. Okay, so, speaking of going off topic, this takes a turn into a completely different conversation halfway through. So, William S. Preston Esquire was born and raised in San Dimas, California. He enjoys bands like Led Zeppelin, Iron Maiden, and other rock groups. His dream is to be in a band with his best friend, Jonathan Wick. Jonathan Wick likes dogs and has a kill count higher than Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers combined. So, I am of course talking about Bill and John Wick's Excellent Adventure, which is my favourite title of anything I've said on this podcast so far. (laughs) It was a tough choice. I think as soon as I read Martin's review, I knew it was going to be Keanu Reeves. I don't know why, but that's immediately where my brain went to. Or... Ted, it, so it, it really kind of came down to Bill and John Wick's Excellent Adventure or like Bill and Neo's Excellent Adventure or possibly throwing Ted into the Matrix. Ted into the Matrix, I think, would have would have been pretty interesting. Yeah, it, it's, I just, I, I unashamedly love Keanu Reeves. I, I, I think he, he's, he's not, re- recently, he, I think he is a lot more appreciated because of the sheer, it's obviously all now like an open secret that he is the nicest man on the planet. Yeah, or at least the nicest man in Hollywood. Yeah, and the sheer like work ethic he puts into his films. So at John Wick especially, 
there's him doing some shooting range course thing, and it, it just looks like he's military. <laughs> but I know John Wick is grounded-ish in realism-ish, but I do like the idea of him traveling through time and fucking shit up. Yeah. He'd get to face the Grim Reaper. He'd get to face a robot version of John Wick. Nice. Yep. Because ob- obviously, if we're having Bill and John Wick's excellent adventure, we also need Bill and John Wick's bodacious journey, followed up with Bill and John Wick's Face the Music, which I've never, I haven't seen, but I am 99% confident I could tell you the reveal in that film. Right. Okay. So, again, haven't seen the film. All I've seen is trailers. They have to finally write the song that's going to save the world because Preston and Logan are going to release this song. They've named their daughters after each other. So obviously it's not them, it's their daughters are the ones who are going to write the song at the end. It's going to turn out they're the Bill and Ted the world was waiting for. So uh, if you have watched Bill and Ted Face the Music, and I am right, uh, I will now go by the name Ian the Oracle. Um, And if you haven't seen... Face the music. That wasn't the spoiler because neither of us. That was also quite a nice uh, little tie back to the reference uh, to the reference to the Matrix as well. Oh yeah, yeah. there is uh, no spoon. John Wick will also now get an animated spinoff. Yeah, John Wick needs an animated spinoff anyway. Oh, there's a lot of spinoffs coming for it, which I am really looking forward to because I love the. I, I could talk at length about the John. I think John Wick is one of the most perfect trilogies ever made. Oh, it's great in terms of in terms of world building and structure. I think it is, it's the blueprint more films should follow in how to build a trilogy. Um, and most importantly of all, John Wick is now also going to get his own breakfast cereal. Because Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure had merchandise called Bill and Ted's Excellent Cereal, which had the tagline, A Most Awesome Breakfast Adventure. So then I stopped researching John Wick and Bill and Ted, and I started researching the weirdest movie tie-in merchandise. Okay. And there's some weird shit out there. So you can buy an R2-D2 aquarium. Interesting. Which is not an aquarium for R2-D2s. It's an R2-D2 with an aquarium built into it. That's amazing. Um, yeah, you can buy James Bond branded candles. Do they only light twice? You can get Avengers Cologne, which include Smash. Because <laughs> everyone wants to smell like the Hulk. Yeah. To go back to the Matrix, do, do you know what the merchandise they had to tie into the Matrix Reloaded? There was a was there a phone? There was a phone. The Samsung SPH N270, which kind of like when you had a call, the top bit popped up. And it was supposed to look like a gun that was reloading. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea to have on your phone. Yeah, it was pointless. But now they sell for like a shitload of money because obviously they didn't really make yeah a can... lot of them. Being John Malkovich Russian dolls, I like that. Three hundred. I got a phrase this correctly. Three hundred branded. Yeah leather underwear nice there was so they tried to redo like a gi joe thing but with rambo okay so rambo the drama about a vietnam war veteran who's disrespected and has quite severe ptsd they turned into a kids cartoon (laughs) Um, speaking of stallone there were also rocky action figures including an action figure for meat (laughs) <laughs> so you could buy the meat he punches as an action figure one more and then we're going to get into like the, the top three of this list of weirdest shit ever Okay, weirdest shit and one of them actively angers me you can buy Star Trek coffins that doesn't surprise me to yep. be fair okay and now the weird ones yep. uh, Street Fighter the movie the game that's annoying 
Yeah, they did a game based on Street Fighter, which is based on a game. Yeah, okay. The Passion of the Christ Nail Pendants. <laughs> and arguably the most... Uh, this also ties it back into Keanu Reeves. Bram Stoker's Dracula, the novelization. So... To be Bram- fair, I've bought the, uh, the Snakes on a Plane novel. Well, yeah, but that wasn't based on a book already. <laughs> the film is literally called Bram Stoker's Dracula. And they wrote a novelization of it. It's... There's, there is arguably already a novelization of the film Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, yeah, that, that, that really struck a chord with me when I was researching all of this. But yeah, I, I like the idea. I think, I think John Wick would bring a lot to this excellent adventure. You're going to see John Wick going up against various people from various time frames, all while helping his best friend do well in his, uh, his school presentation. Uh, John Wick also gets to be a bit happier, which is nice. That's Arguably, good, he could yeah. go back in time and rescue his dog, which is the important thing. Yep. Spend a bit more time with his wife. We're all great. Bill and Ted's series also gets to go a little bit darker, which I think could be interesting, <laughs> especially given it's a film that goes to hell twice. I want to see John Wick fucking shit up through time. I like the idea of him just like walking into Waterloo. <laughs> I thought you meant the station for a bit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's shall I rephrase that. I like the idea of John Wick walking into the battle of Waterloo. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it's got legs. I mean, John Wick through time just would be a great kind of like if if the John Wick series goes in the same arc as like Fast and the Furious, John Wick through time is the obvious like final point, right? Yeah, and I mean, I would so in the film you you also have I think they they get Billy the Kid, so they go to like Western. Yeah. It's like you could then have John Wick as a Western, which you could argue parts of it basically are. Joan of Arc, Genghis Khan. You could save Abraham Lincoln, even if Time Cop says we shouldn't. But what does Time Cop know? Um, I mean, that's that's what this would basically be. It would be John Wick would be a better Time Cop than Time Cop. Time Hitman, Time Baba Yaga. I'm 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 down. Yeah, I, do, I mean to be fair, I just any excuse to see more Keanu Reeves as an action hero. Yeah. Like really, and I can't wait until the new one comes out. Oh, it's great. Like, so John Wick. I remember. So I think we went to see John Wick three at yes. the cinema, and I hadn't seen either of the previous two at that point. So I watched. I basically watched the entire trilogy in one day because we'd booked the tickets, and I was like, I better watch John Wick one and two. So I watched them in the morning, and then we watched John Wick three, and it was just great because a they're all great films, and just seeing that entire trilogy in the space of a day was fantastic. They've got Donnie Yen coming in for the fourth one, and um, Bill Skarsgård, which I think is good. Oh, and um, Hiroyuki Sanada, who I've mentioned before, is a great Japanese actor. He was in Sunshine. He's one of the people who got launched into the sun. Oh, it's a shame that um, that uh, Bill Skarsgård is um, wasn't in one of the existing ones because we could have had John Wick versus uh, Pennywise. Oh, interesting. But you've obviously got Keanu Reeves coming back as Neo as well. Yes, so you've got the Matrix Four. Which um, have they announced a title for that? Um, the Matrix Four. We probably shouldn't, but people are still going to buy tickets, so we're going to reload it. <laughs> and over to you. And over to me. Right. Where do we go? We went to space with the lions, and now we are back in back on Earth uh, in Gotham City. And there's only really one obvious uh, choice here, and that is. Tom Hardy as Bronson in The Dark Knight Rises. 
Um, there's so many so many stupid things you could throw into Batman films so I don't think you need to change too much here I think mainly it's just instead of his lines being delivered in his like unique Bane voice we just get to hear them in Bronson's Cockney accent and instead of the like silly gas mask thing we just get tiny glasses and a tash just I think just to to set the scene for people and um, we've we've been over this here and you as as we all know um, are a master of accents (laughs) Um, so I was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping that you could deliver some of these classic Bane quotes in a Cockney accent, channeling your inner Bronson. Okay. So the first one is, um, I was wondering what would break first, your spirit or your body. I can't even remember what Bronson fucking sounds like. <laughs> uh, you know what? No, I'm not going to because I'm just going to embarrass myself with that. <laughs> That's a shame. I, I can't, I can't get out of my mind. Bronson beating up Christian Bale's Dick Cheney. <laughs> Just, now I know we're only swapping one person, but when your when your mind has just like switched how it's viewing people, yeah. I'm now just swapping everybody in this film. Every, everyone's everyone's different. So D- Dick Cheney versus Bronson. Yeah, all narrated uh, by uh, Red from uh, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> all right, fuck it. All right, what 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 quote am I doing? Then? Okay, you got a choice of three. You can either go with I was wondering what would break you first. Your spirit would break first. Your spirit, or your body. Uh, I was born in it, moulded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then, there was nothing to me but blinding. Or the shadows betray you because they belong to me. Okay. All right, just give me give me one moment. Okay. Um, because obviously, I just need to strip down and grease up. Um, okay, I wonder what would break first, your spirit or your body, right? How would, how would Bronson do this, do you think? What, see, apart from, again, start bollard naked. Start bollard naked, grease yeah. Paint. Yeah. I think he's pointing a finger, and it's through uh, it's through a cell. Through a cell. I, I can't. I don't even know where to fucking start. I wondered where. No, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was going quite well. Actually. I wondered what would break first, your spirit or your body. <laughs> Uncanny. Uncanny. That's that was a perfect Bronson. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's kind of yeah. I, I'm shit at voices. <laughs> I could do a bad Welsh accent and that's it. Well, so, um, could, so could Tom Hardy. True. <laughs> As you mentioned, you... you, you T- yeah. Tell you what, what, what I will try to do... Okay. Future Ian, have you learnt how to do a Bronson accent yet? Future Ian here. Um, obviously, I've, I've watched Bronson now. I've uh, got a dialect and vocal coach. Um, so let's see what happens. I was wondering what would break first, your spirit or your body, you fucking cunts. I'll take it. No. I'm going to assume, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to assume that was shit. As you, you again preempted my next note, but obviously any fight scenes, um, Bronson will strip himself down and lube himself up, which is going to be problematic for Batman, since we all know bats and Vaseline don't mix. <laughs> it's Batman's one weakness. Yeah. His it's male, his, male nudity. It's his, it's his kryptonite. And I think instead of the classic like Breaking the Bat set piece that we get in The Dark Knight Rises, instead we have Bronson treat Batman like the art teacher. <laughs> So, obviously, Bronson strips naked, paints himself black, ties Batman up, puts some, paints a moustache on him, and then stuffs an apple into his mouth. Before referring to him as his masterpiece or something? Yeah. 
Fuck me. Just, just quick, quick interjection here. Yeah. Bronson is an incredible film. Bronson's amazing. I think you watched you watched it off the back of our like films made with the low budget episode. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. mentioned it, and I watched yeah. it. I think the next day. It, it's it's so good. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. There's also like a really good tie-in with Bronson and, and Dark Knight Rises because there's the whole like underground prison scene. So obviously you've got all of the like the prison motifs, just probably with less. Uh, insane prison art although i do like the idea of batman doing like <laughs> batman going to art therapy whilst he's in that underground prison <laughs> yeah uh, just just drawing bats over and over again and the other change that i think would be quite cool to the dark knight rises is that the dark knight rises is being told in retrospect by a one-man bronson stage show yes and so like bronson dressed up like half as batman and half as bronson and doing like the side to side thing like he does when he's in the dress in the in bronson yeah yeah i mean that's that's something i now need to see <laughs> so are, are we saying so in, instead of like the 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 mexican prison in batman uh, yeah dark knight rises yeah um, are we saying he's just in like they've just sent batman to like belmarsh i think so yeah worm and scrubs or wherever it is that <laughs> his base and he would still somehow manage to get from uh <laughs> from a prison in england to gotham in like a day and a half with no resources and a mostly broken back yeah well no he because he doesn't break his back in this one he's just um he's just got a, oh he's just been painted yeah he's just been painted he's got an apple in his mouth <laughs> oh that's again that is sometimes we mention things that just vividly paint a picture in your head and today we have natalie portman and a lion and now <laughs> Batman being painted by Bronson in a prison. Well, not in a prison, in a sewer, right? Basically, because uh, it was it was underneath the. It was just as he exp- uh, st- steals from Wayne Enterprises. Basically, <laughs> I thought you, we we'd, we we switching between the two. So I was like, they weren't in a sewer in Bronson. Yeah. <laughs> Bronson never stole from Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I just think it works. There's a lot of kind of shared DNA between the two, and by that I mean they're both fucking massive. Yeah. Well, massive until you see the behind-the-scenes shots, and you see that Tom Hardy has quite sizable lifts in his uh, shoes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But what what would be quite a funny one? Taking a couple of these into account, and obviously throwing back to your um your Welsh accent uh, reference is um if Bane was in Lock. Oh my god. <laughs> now that that. <laughs> That we can do. You do it for the air. It will be displaced. And most of all, you do it for the fucking gunhead. <laughs> I, 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 I do like that the um, they had to re-edit all of Dark Knight Rises because nobody could make out what Tom Hardy was saying. Yeah. What what was uh, what car was he driving in lock? Was it fairly? I, I just like the idea. Of, I know it's probably not, but I like the idea of it being quite a small car and like Bane being like. Like a sort of like clown car experience with Bane like really struggling so, so like you're, in the you're, front seat. You, you want to see Bane in lock in a Mini Cooper. Basically, like the yeah. old school Italian job Mini Cooper. Yeah, exactly. Or, or a Robin Reliance. We can't even move without <laughs> tipping over. I, I love Bane. What, what I do like with Tom Hardy, especially when it comes to kind of the body transformation stuff, yeah. is a lot of actors when told they're going to be Bane or Bronson would try to look shredded while Tom Hardy trains to look like he's strong. Yeah, Which yeah. I think is like a very important difference between, because he doesn't look good as Bronson, but he just looks big. Like he looks like he's been yeah, doing yeah. the fucking uh, Bronson prison workout stuff. Yeah, whereas if you look at like The Rock now, The Rock is not, The Rock, the Rock is 
to look like a big yeah. muscly fucker, but I don't necessarily. Well, I'm sure he's strong. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm oh, not yeah, gonna go yeah, out there yeah, and course, say yeah. I'm not gonna beat the Rock in an arm wrestle. Yeah. But he's not. Yeah, he's not training for like wrestling anymore. His training's be a big dude. Yeah, yeah. You're you're training more to look strong than because you know no 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 world strongest man or anything <laughs> looks like the Rock. No, no. They look closer to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not that I'm comparing myself to The Rock or The World's Strongest Man. I was basically calling myself a Lardars. <laughs> but yeah, so as I say, much like the Rolling Stones, we should paint it black and lube it up and attack Batman with Bronson. My next choice ties in with a famous joke that circulated in Hollywood in the 80s that we have referenced before. Okay. So I'm going to tell you the plot of this film I'm proposing. A spacecraft deploys a shuttlecraft into Earth's atmosphere. On a Central American beach, Major Dutch Schaefer, a Vietnam War veteran, and his six-man military rescue team are tasked by U.S. Major General Phillips with rescuing a foreign cabinet minister and his aide from insurgents. They are supported by the Dancing Destroyer, the King of Sting, the Count of Monte Fisto, the Prince of Punch, the Master of Disaster, the one and only former heavyweight boxing champion Apollo Creed, who is assigned to accompany them on the t- on their journey. And yeah, so Apollo Creed and Predator. And as is now tradition, I immediately went off on a tangent and started researching worst boxing nicknames because <laughs> the Count of Monte Fisto is a great pun, but it does sound a lot. It sounds a lot more porny. Yeah. So. These are a couple of, from what I understand to be, real boxing nicknames. Joel El Cipolo Casamea. Okay. El Cipolo translates as The Brush. <laughs> Nate The Galaxy Warrior Campbell. Right. Audley A Force Harrison. That's a bit, that's not great, is it? Are you aware of the boxer Tony Thornton? No. So you're telling me you are not aware of the punching postman? <coughs> <laughs> he always delivers. Yeah. Uh, Donald, the real touch of sleep, Holmes. <laughs> Darnell, the dingling man, Wilson. Excellent. Which again, that sounds more sexual than anything else. I get it's prob- it's a bell comment. Yeah, yeah. That's not when I think what I think of when someone uses the phrase <laughs> dingling. No. Scott, the pink cat walker, and my favourite because I actually know this is the only one outside of Audrey Harrison that I actually knew. Yeah. Um, Butterbean. <laughs> yeah. Who's just a fat dude who boxes in basically Apollo Creed shorts? Yeah, I think he's done mixed martial arts as well, and he's just—he's. I think he's got a hell of a punch on him. Yeah, but he's it. just this fat guy. It's like the the Homer episode of um of The Simpsons where yeah, he's boxing. exactly. He just keeps taking the hits. There's also like um Tyson Fury calls himself the Gypsy King as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, but kind of G- Gypsy Kings is like an established like nickname and phrase. Yeah, like it, it it's. It's a thing. I've never thought. Oh, you know what? I bet he hits like a postman. What would what would what would your uh, ridiculous uh, boxing name be? Oh fuck knows. Ian um, fuck knows Harrys. Ian fuck knows Harrys. Yeah, <laughs> it works. That just because it, it would be, it would be fuck knows because I would have been beaten up so much. I, my nose would have been just three just, foot just across so, your face. Yeah, just so smushed up against my face. That uh, I'm still surprised. I'm still. You know, three, four seasons in, I still haven't broken my nose, which that's, is that's I'm good. still quite quite impressed by. Are you also aware that you've just guaranteed that you're oh, breaking yeah. your nose this yeah, season? Yeah, I, I realised <laughs> as soon as I said that. Also, just a really, really kind of slight tangent here, but 
I, I often have Twitter up while we're talking just to see if anything interesting you know comes across keepers oh, current oh just in case uh, i don't know say an album is released that we're talking about at the time yeah, yeah. exactly but instead not not quite an album but a headline from the independent uh, drunk man breaks into family's home poos in their kettle vomits on the floor and falls asleep on the sofa nice <laughs> anyway do continue so yeah uh, basically i don't know what my boxing nickname would be the kettle shitter the kettle shitter <laughs> And it's uh, Kettle Shitter Harry's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd probably try and lean into the, the Welsh side of stuff. I know there's been, you know, there's been quite a good history of Welsh boxers. Joe Cal fucking Zaggy. Yeah, exactly. Joe fuck knows Cal Zaggy. <laughs> um, but I think it was Tom, I think I've told you, like, Tom Jones sung the Welsh national anthem at a Joe Cal Zaggy fight. Right. Have I told you about that? Where he didn't know the lyrics. Yeah, so hang on, let me, let me actually... Yeah, yeah, because I, I message it to so many people because I found it fucking hilarious. Yeah, so Tom Jones sang the Welsh National Anthem at a Calzaghi fight, and Tom Jones doesn't speak Welsh, so he knows the language kind of phonetically. Right. And apparently his rendition of the anthem is one of the worst renditions ever because there is a line in Welsh which is, long may the old language endure, mm. and he got a word mixed up. So I think it was instead of... Oh, by that e heniaith bar high, he said, Oh, by that e hiliaith bar high. Which means, so instead of long may the old language endure, he sung long may the racism endure. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what was your boxing nickname? Oh, um, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> what, what's, uh, what's Andy Dalton's? The Red Rifle. The Red Rifle, yeah. <laughs> Graham Red Rifle Jones. Yeah, maybe. Graham probably shouldn't be here, Jones. Sold. <laughs> so in our, in our, we'll, we'll do the white-collar boxing thing. Yes. Yeah. Ian Fuck Knows Harry's first Graham shouldn't be here, Jones. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the joke I was referencing earlier. So following the release of Rocky IV, uh, a joke circulated in Hollywood that Rocky had kind of run out of earthly opponents. So he would obviously have to fight an alien in Rocky V. Right. And now we finally get to have a Rocky boxer fighting an alien. Yeah. Apollo Creed is 40 or and he when Apollo Creed retired, he was 47 to 1 with 46 knockouts. He's a better boxer than Rocky because he generally doesn't block punches with his face. <laughs> He's 6 foot 2, 221 pounds. The Predator, slight height advantage and weight advantage, is just over 7 foot tall and weighs 400 pounds and has superhuman strength. But I also th- there's a couple of kind of things working in Apollo's favor in that he he'll probably be he doesn't really need weapons because he's heavyweight boxing champion. Yeah. So you know I, I'm talking peak territory Apollo. Obviously not Rocky Four. Just <laughs> just Apollo Creed like just limp fishing it on the floor <laughs> in the middle of the jungle and that's it. Like a magic carp. Yeah, but because because he's not going to be carrying a traditional weapon, it means the predator might leave him alone and underestimate him until it's too late. And then Apollo can land a couple of good kind of, you know, combinations in. Yep. Um, benefits of swapping in Apollo include the fact that Apollo is a badass and Dylan is a bit of a cunt. Uh, we get to see Arnie say Apollo, which I feel like is a word <laughs> designed for Arnie to say. Though him saying Dylan is fun. Yeah. Dylan! You, you break out the Arnie accent, but when I, I ask for a bit of Luton Bronson... No one! No one has ever sat in a, like, just sat in a pub throwing out, like... You know, you know what? I've got a trademark Bronson impression. <laughs> well, apart from Tom Hardy. Apart from Tom Hardy. We would get to see Apollo, like in all of his kind of ego-fueled glory, do the greatest high-five handshake in the history of cinema. Yeah. 
I think would he would he be wearing a boxing glove for it? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like he, he would definitely have wrist wraps, like uh, hand wraps on. Yeah. I like to feel like his boxing gloves will be like on his belt, like they're in a holster or something. <laughs> I think he'd stand a better chance of fighting against the Predator than Dylan did, because Dylan did fuck all. Yeah. It is probably because he's been pushing too many pencils. And yeah, I just really like the idea of <laughs> Apollo Creed going toe to toe with a massive fuck off alien so is is the is the end of predator now essentially a boxing match between predator and Apollo Creed? well the end of predator is just everyone surviving and getting to the helicopter yeah fair. because it, 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 it it's going to be a very boring film because apollo is going to kill the predator halfway through <laughs> and then it's just it's the rest it's just them finishing the mission and walking through the jungle get to the helicopter it's like oh you guys see anything it's like no no, no apollo creed punched this massive fuck off ugly motherfucker but we're all right now he's thinking of coming out of retirement and fighting this russian dude but i think apollo creed's great i I don't think i don't think apollo creed gets the fictional plaudits he deserves as the fictional boxer he is because everyone always focuses on rocky and everyone does kind of forget that rocky is a shit boxer oh yeah dreadful like every rocky fight would have been called far before the actual bell rung yeah including in actual and and a lot of the a lot of the times he does when there's always a I have a lot to say. I, I love the Rocky films, but there's a lot to say about them. Like, um, plucky underdog boxer who's not given a chance finally gets a shot against the champion and wins. That's Clubber Lang in Rocky Three. Yeah. So, but, but he's the bad guy. And, but when Rocky does it, he's a good guy. He's a, he's a good guy. Yeah. You know what else we could do with, uh, you, I know you, you kind of went off on a bit of a tangent on Dark Knight Rises with bringing in um, Dick Cheney. We could also have uh, Jesse Ventura as a Braxus. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> or Jesse Ventura's uh, character in The Running Man, which is basically just him. Yeah. He plays a former wrestler turned TV. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. There's, there's so... This, this is the... This could well be the first topic we do a sequel to at some point. I think so. there's, because there's, there's so many so, options. Yeah. So many. E- even with Arnie. Like, throwing... Like, instead of... I mean, they're all exactly the same people, but... Like throw in John Matrix from Commando against the Predator. Yeah, just just him, you know, beginning a Predator instead of being the helicopters flying over is him again feeding ice cream to a deer, and then <laughs> curling some wood, <laughs> and then with his daughter, and then lifting up other stuff. Fuck, I love Commando. Or just like the T eight hundred. Yeah, yeah. I again, I would. So there's there's a comic series which is Alien vs Predator vs Terminator. Okay. So there's there's precedent for that. Yeah. Precedent for that. I was going to say, not, which not one? president. Yeah. JFK. Now JFK versus the the. Uh, well, Abraham Lincoln was the wrestler, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I would. I think I'd go Abraham Lincoln. I think he would stand the best chance against the predator. Okay. Or if Rick and Morty's anything to go by, oh, FDR, FDR spider, spider, without a doubt. Because what what walks what what walks the most? <laughs> yeah, spiders. But yeah, I I, I think this is. Uh, I I I like Apollo Creed as a character. I want to see more of him. Him fighting an alien just seems to kind of make weird sense to me, but I'm I'm a, a weird person. And then yeah, and then what? Well, so obviously because Apollo Creed's going to survive in this world, yeah, um, he goes on to be a golf pro. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> loses his hand in a freak crocodile accident, yeah, but then manages to tra- train up a uh, down on his luck hockey player with an incredible golf drive, yeah. And then also, how does it, he dies throughout the course of the film though? Yeah, so that that's how he ends. Yeah, okay. no, that's how he dies. But then reappears. Yeah, in, in the heaven. sky. Yeah, yeah. he rock up in Arrested Development as well, Carl Weathers. Yes, as himself. Yeah, yeah, as himself. And he's yeah. really um, tight with money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Fuck, I love Carl Weathers. He was also a linebacker for the Raiders. Really? Yeah. So I, 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 I think Carl Weathers is one of the most successful athletes turned movie star. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Outside of The Rock, who didn't really get a pro career. The Rock, yeah. I, I, I don't count The Rock because... Bet you wouldn't say it to his face. No, of course I wouldn't say it to his face. He's got a foot and a half on me. I couldn't make eye contact with him. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would say it to his pecs. He's got a foot and a half on your arms as well. Yeah. He, he, again, a foot and a half on ev- everything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I believe, Graham, it is your final choice. It is my final choice. In this one recording session we've had, not one we've yet again broken up over multiple days. Over basically the span of a week. My final choice is obviously. You've seen Love Actually, right? Yeah. I have seen Love Actually because uh, it infuriates me because that Walking Dead fucker with his uh, placards. Yeah, yeah. He's played as a romantic thing, but that's his best friend's <laughs> wife. Know your role. What do you think if if you were to say Love Actually was missing something? What do you think? What I mean, what would what would spring to mind? Um, yeah, you're right. It is the undead squid man that is Davy Jones. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I honestly completely forgot what your choice was here, and I thought you may have like last minute pivoted. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You know what? Not enough romantic comedies have undead squid men. No. Or actually, maybe he's not necessarily a squid man. He's a cephalopod, at least. So yeah, obviously. At least. At least. At the very least, he's a cephalopod. Yeah. I mean, my octopus teacher dude would have liked... Actually, he he must have really liked Pirates of the Caribbean. But yeah, so I want uh, Bill Nye as Davy Jones in Love Actually. I want this played exactly the same. No one else is kind of reacting to the fact that Davy Jones is Davy Jones. You're keeping Billy Mac's voice, his accent, his attitude. Um, it's just that Billy Mac is now a moist, squid-faced man. What's the terrible Christmas song he sings? The terrible Christmas song is... Is it Christmas All Around? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Christmas is All Around. So he's still singing Christmas is All Around, but obviously as, as Davy Jones. Elton John is still hosting him a party to celebrate his Christmas number one. Um, it's just that he is a big old squid man. Big old squid man sounds like a rapper. <laughs> The S in squid would be a dollar sign. Yeah. He's still celebrating Christmas with his manager by getting drunk and watching porn. Though, imagine maybe he might be into some, you know, I'm not going to say weird because, you know, no shaming here, but more niche eccentric tentacle porn kind of stuff, um, given that he is a big old squid man. Uh, Yeah. You you have rendered me speechless. (laughs) (laughs) I... I thought this was going in a lot of directions. I, I didn't think after uh, Natalie Portman and the Lion that we would also be bringing hentai into it. <laughs> the one thing we would have to do is have to edit a couple of his lines. So he, met, he has one line where he says, when I was young and successful, I was greedy and foolish. Now I'm left with no one, wrinkled and alone. And that, for example, doesn't work because cephalopods only typically live for about a year, so he couldn't get old. And he's kind of too supple and slippery to wrinkle. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, I've never looked at a, a supple squid and thought, you know what, that, that squid's clearly been around the block a few times. He looks old. I mean, you've never seen a... You've ne- no one has ever seen a wrinkled old squid. <laughs> you've broken me. <laughs> I have... Out, out of everything, given given with Bill Nye, you, you, you could have picked basically any film ever made. <laughs> and we've gone with Romantic Comedy Squid. Yeah. Sold. 
we'll keep him in Davy Jones saying, oh, fuck, wank, bugger, shitting ass, head and hole. Um, that should stay in because um, I think as he would say it, all of the sort of tentacles would flap around a little bit because he'd be quite, you know, sort of like Zoidberg-esque, quite flustered. And then also, like, Davy Jones has got some interesting abilities, right? Like, he is a big undead squid man, but he can teleport, walk through things. He, he, he could teleport through water or something, right? Yeah, something like that. There's the Love Actually, you know, they're in London, the Thames. They've all got baths. He's immortal, so... Immor- immortal, yet supple. Immortal, yet supple. Which is the best kind of immortality. Oh yeah, the, the, worst, the worst thing is to be... Again, it's like a fucked up genie wish, right? It's wishing for immortality and not remembering to stipulate I want to in maintain suppleness. Yeah. Yeah, or suppleness. Well, actually, maybe not in this way. I don't know how. How supple are you? <laughs> on a scale of one to Davy Jones, how supple would you say you are? On a scale of one to Davy are? Jones. Uh, <laughs> like, like the skin you get on an elbow. <laughs> That's the that's the level of suppleness I am. But like like uh, just a, a standard elbow. A standard. I am very confused. And obviously, the, the you know the other power that we we, we do need is um, the ability to cut his own heart out from his body because you know it's a film about love, Ian. Nothing says love actually like <laughs> cutting your own heart out and putting it into a chair I into mean, a chest. It's it's better than the fucking placards, right? Oh yeah, no, I would. You could respect that guy if he cut his own. I would heart have, out. I would have respected it a lot more. <laughs> That guy from Walking Dead rocked up to the door and just cut his own heart out. And weirdly enough, that's not the first time Kira Knightley has had a love interest cut his own heart out. <laughs> when else did that happen? Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, sorry, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, uh, spoilers for uh, <laughs> At World's End there. And possibly Love Actually, but. Uh, well, but yeah, it's... yeah, good, good old, good old Bloomy yeah. ends up uh, cutting his heart out. Well, having his heart removed, not not quite so cutting it out. No, massive cock apparently. Are we? Uh, as in, he's a dick, or he has a <laughs> massive cock? He has a massive cock, Orlando oh. Bloom. Good, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's how he could maintain his balance when doing all of the elf the, stuff, the legolas stuff. Yeah, it's like a tail. Yeah, helps him aim. <laughs> well, yeah. that's what you know. No, but I mean, that's what you're supposed to do if you're a marksman. Is it's better to use? A, it's, it's better to use a tripod. <laughs> Did you see the um, the swimming interview the other day on the Olympics? Um, given okay, so I haven't, and now I'm wondering what the fuck this has to do with anything, and I'm worried I've missed some kind of like incredible Olympic moment. Sue Barker, I believe, was interviewing the men's uh, swimming relay team, and she genuinely said the words to one of them. Um, you know, fantastic race out there. In particular, your third leg was incredible. <laughs> That sounds like a fucking thing from this morning. <laughs> yeah, but they were the the two people that she was interviewing. Like one of them was answering, and the other one was really trying not to laugh uh, whilst on camera. It was fantastic. Obviously, Bill Nye in Love actually goes to Orlando Bloom's massive cock. But yeah, I, it it just seems to make sense to me. And and I I I mean, look, I've I've seen Love actually. I I can't say I'd rewatch it, but Davy Jones in it. Of course, I'm rewatching it every Christmas. Yeah, I mean, like, I would, I would take it one further, and I would say we put Davy Jones just, we, we just replace Bill Nighy in general with Davy Jones <laughs> in everything, just in everything. So we're like the thinging, <laughs> Davy yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah. So Davy Jones is the thing. So I have a list of credits for Bill Nighy. Yeah. Um, any guesses how many? Oh, I would say at least, at least eighty. Uh, higher. At least hundred and ten. Higher. At least 
200? Lower. Oh, at least 150. Yeah, close enough. 154. Wow. Well, no, well, technically, uh, 150, because he's got four kind of completed in filming. Right, okay. So, I mean, obviously, Bill Nye in uh, Dad's Army, so we could have Davy Jones leading <laughs> the fight against, uh, if I remember that film correctly, Catherine Zeta-Jones. About time, time traveling, Davy yeah. Jones. He would fit right in with Wrath of the Titans. Yeah, very true. Oh, yeah, he was in Harry Potter. So Davy Jones rocks up in that as well. The Boat That Rocked is a very good film. That's the pirate radio. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, the, the other one, that instead, if it wasn't Love Actually, I was going to put him in as um, Phil in Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> it's not my dad. <laughs> that line hits differently if it's Davy Jones. Oh, yeah. But also, Zombie could... could have we done proper research into zombification impacts on cephalopods? Uh, we haven't, uh, and certainly not undead cephalopods. Yeah, true. Well, yeah, so he is, I mean, he's not a zombie, but he is undead. Is he undead or is he just immortal? Oh, well, he's not undead because you can kill him. Yeah, so he has a, he, he, he's cephalopod Superman. Super squid. Super, super cephalopod. Super cephalopod. I, and his one, his one weakness is being stabbed in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> I do love shitty weaknesses because that's just it's the same with zombies where it's like oh you have to shoot them in the head it's like that kills most things <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's very true do you know what the Green Lantern's original like what he used to be weak to in the comics before they realised it was absolutely stupid uh terrible movie uh, adaptations wood <laughs> wood wood <laughs> so like he just couldn't sit down on a chair yeah, yeah. it was just just wood Wood was an issue for him. Well, apparently for Orlando Bloom as well. So yeah, okay. Well, we're. I mean, the the choice is Davy Jones as Billy Mac in Love Actually, but we 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 can absolutely extend uh, Davy Jones to all 150 acting credits that that Bill Nye he has. God, I love Bill Nye. It's usually usually uh, it, well, not that I get annoyed. Like I, I know it's a running joke that between him, Donald Gleason, and Mark Strong, they star in every film ever made. Yeah, but I do like them all. Yeah, they're all great. There could be a, a there could be a lot worse people <laughs> starring in every film. Yeah, and there was Riz Ahmed nearly joined that crew. He did for like a couple of years. Oh yeah, no, true, true. I, there's so much from him I want to see. Yeah, still need to see Sound of Metal actually. Yeah, the, every everything he's in or everything he's in that I really want to see. It's the same with like the Safety Brothers stuff, mm. where it's so heavy. It's not one where I'm just like, oh, you know what. I'm going to dump on fucking good times. Or, uh, yeah. Is it Mogul Mowgli? Mogul Mowgli, yeah. yeah. His uh, hip hop album is very good for his Ahmed. It is very, very yeah. good, yeah. He, uh, I also, he's in one of my favourite comedy movies of all time, which is Four Lions. Oh, God, I haven't seen that in uh, a long time. Davy Jones in everything Bill Nye's done, which means Davy Jones is in the vast majority of films ever made. Let's do it. <laughs> Speaking of then films Bill Nighy has been in, my my choice here involves two films that both came out in two thousand and three, and I need to be very clear about that. That both of these films came out in the same year and at the same point in the person's career. Okay. Okay. So this film is going to be the uh, the story of Celine and Stephen. So Celine and Stephen are very much in love, but Celine finds out she's pregnant. And her pregnancy brings up a terrible secret they are keeping from each other. Celine was born in the 14th century and is now a death dealer who is a vampire trained specifically to hunt and kill werewolves. Stephen's terrible secret 
is that he is the only average-sized member of his dwarf family. Selene and Stephen must come to terms with the fact their baby may be a dwarf, a vampire, or both. <laughs> so I'm of course talking of replacing uh, Kate Beckinsale's character in Tiptoes with Selene from the Underworld series. Again, Tiptoes and Underworld came out in the same year. My first question, does Kate Beckinsale as, is it Selene? Selene. Selene. Does she still wear the Tiptoes hat that, she, that Kate Beckinsale was so fond of? Oh, she does, but it's made of leather. Okay. Yeah, so that, that, that's uh, question number one done away with. So yeah. there are five Underworld movies. Uh, that's uh, four more than I thought there were. <laughs> yeah, so there's Underworld, uh, Underworld Evolution, Rise of the Lycans, Awakening, and Blood Wars. Um, and there's also an animated series. There's only one Tiptoes movie that currently exists. Um, and as far as I'm aware, there are no plans for an animated sequel. <laughs> so uh, we, we've talked about Tiptoes before, but let's let's go at it again, shall we? Because I was, of course, going to involve this film at some point. Tiptoes stars Matthew McConaughey and Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale's character gets pregnant and then finds out that Matthew McConaughey's entire family are dwarfs. She finds this out when his twin brother, who is a dwarf, turns up after he's been beaten up. And that twin brother is played by Gary Oldman, who is standing on his knees and is very clearly not a dwarf. And he's also 11 years older than Matthew McConaughey. And he's also 11 years older than Matthew McConaughey. The film is crazy offensive on all levels and involving making this a film about whether their child's going to be a vampire takes a lot of that problem away. (laughs) But... I can't, yeah, I, I can't stress enough how weird Tiptoes is, but I, I kind of had two options here. I, I could either chuck in Celine and bring vampires into it, or Matthew Godhey's secret is his brother is Winston Churchill. <laughs> so <laughs> Gary Oldman being in there, you could throw a lot of weird shit their way. But nothing makes it any weirder than the fact Matthew Bigot- like. Nothing makes it weirder that anyone signed up to be in this film. No, I, I still find it. I know we, we talk about this a lot, but I still find it incredible that there's... So there's, I think the the cut, the, the theatrical cut is 90 minutes. There's a 150-minute cut out there, which is supposedly beautiful. That's an hour of extra extra footage. Yeah, yeah. So, so Peter Dinklage yeah, has Peter said Dinklage it's a, it's a beautiful. beautiful film. So hashtag restore the tiptoes cut. <laughs> but y- yeah, I... Similar to... So, for anyone who listens to our League of Good Bad Movies episodes, I'm going to kind of repeat something we said there. I, have, I haven't I have seen The Godfather Part 2. I've seen... I, I haven't seen Raging Bull, or The Thin Red Line, or Twelve Angry Men, or, you know, like, some very best film ever made films. I've only seen Godfather once. I have seen Tiptoes three times. I've seen it the once. Um, I would watch it again because it is a, a, a masterpiece of, of good bad movieing. Um, I do, however, have... Uh, so I, I, saw the tra- I watched the trailer a good ten times before seeing the film, and the trailer is... I'm sure it will go in the episode notes. The trailer is... like You, you would believe it was like an SNL skit, right? I, I legitimately thought it was. And I have, ver- I have very vivid memories of getting very drunk in a bar near my work, was with some friends from work i was also with like some complete and utter strangers that i'd got talking to through the night and we had got onto the like bar's sound system <laughs> so like oh nice we'd, we'd hooked up i don't know if it was like an ipad or a or a 
phone or whatever to the sound system and i don't know how the conversation got there but it got onto tiptoes and so i played the entire bar the trailer of tiptoes with it blasting out across the bar um and in the role of a lifetime exactly and it's one of the most bizarre but everyone was just captivated for that three minutes because they're like what is going on I need to see this movie. Yeah, this film is in a category of film that I like to refer to as, Ian, please stop talking about that. <laughs> I, I, I have people I don't know very well know that I talk about this film at every given opportunity. Because I can't, I can't stress that... I can't stress enough that it exists and is a thing, let alone the fact that it came... It, it's not even like it was... So Matthew McConaughey, in early days of his career, was in like one of the very bad Texas Chainsaw sequels. Right. And then obviously like Jennifer Aniston was in Leprechaun, and George Clooney was in like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes or something like that. But it was at an early enough point in their career that you 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 can kind of like I get it. You're enough, yeah. you know. You you don't necessarily have the ability to turn stuff down when you're at that early stage in the career. It's about getting credits under your belt. Okay. But this came out when Underworld came out. <laughs> <laughs> which you would think I, I always thought Kate Beckinsale was a bit higher up the ladder than that oh yeah ab- absolutely I mean also Gary Oldman yeah I've just just as an effort just uh, live on the podcast I've just bought the DVD <laughs> really yeah nice it was three pounds oh sold I um I have attempted to try and find like signed merchandise but I don't think anybody involved wants to acknowledge <laughs> it's a thing I love this film in a I, I, I've never loved something and hated something with so much equal fury before. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the, pl- the plot of the film is, is quite simple, and I also think it works. You know, she's pregnant. I don't know if it's going to be a vampire or a human. Are we, is it just... Could it... Uh, I mean, are we on... Are we just vampire or human, or are we... Okay, so, so the, we... there will be a number of different options available right. here. So, okay. across the broad spectrum of it's just a baby... Yeah. ...to it's a vampire... Yeah. ...to it's some kind of hybrid thing because underworld loves their hybrids they do yeah or it could be a dwarf or it could be a dwarf hybrid or a dwarf vampire okay so it's a real kind of it's it feels like a like a one-armed bandit machine but yeah underworld loves their hybrids which is really disappointing because when you watch the film they're all bigging up this idea of like a vampire werewolf hybrid guy and when it happens it's just a hairy dude (laughs) it is the most disappointed reveal i can remember because you're expecting it to be like like the, the the werewolves in underworld like they're not the best but they're they're still kind of cool. Yeah. Like I think the best are do you remember dog soldiers? Yeah, dog soldiers. Dog soldiers was, was fucking amazing. But then it obviously brings the question would you rather be a vampire or a werewolf? Oh. I mean I guess that's tricky. It's essentially the the question is would I rather hang out with Jermaine Clement or Reese Darby? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that. I think I think probably probably a uh, uh, yeah vampire vampire I'm going vampire because you you know where you stand as a vampire you're always a vampire yeah 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 whereas I, like, werewolves like you know can you imagine getting caught out at Tesco's or something ah like, oh, fuck but yeah, also man. like I I feel like you you've got a bit more control as a vampire as well yeah like a werewolf you'll generally be all right but it. it 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 depends the kind of like do you have different breeds of werewolf like dogs? <laughs> you imagine a fucking French bulldog werewolf? A French bulldog werewolf, God, that'd be a a were Frenchie would be <laughs> fucking crazy. But I I I brought this up to uh, while sitting earlier with my partner. 
as to the very serious question of if you're allergic to dogs, are you also allergic to werewolves? Um, I guess so. Yeah, and, and then follow-up question: Are you allergic to werewolves when they're people or just when they're wolves? Just when they're wolves, right? Because it's the it's the the fur. That's exactly what she said. Yeah, yeah. There you go. If you're allergic to cats, are you allergic to lions? Uh, I don't know if you get just, just in case Natalie Portman's asking. <laughs> Whether or not you can get close enough to a lion to have an allergic reaction before it is before uh, it actually true. matters. True, true. It's a tough one. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, th- I think I'd go vampire as long as it's not fucking... I, I know the Twilight vampires get a hard rap because they're sparkly cunts. <laughs> but also, the idea of the vampires in Twilight is they have evolved to basically be like peak sexual attractiveness. Right. Because that's how they're... Oh, shit, I'm a vampire. <laughs> right? <laughs> it all makes sense now. But that's how they get their prey, is by being crazy sexy. Yeah. So when you become a vampire, you basically just turn into your sexual peak. I mean, that doesn't sound too bad, does it? Yes, no. Sparkly, it. Sparkliness and basically being grumpy. Mm. Ignore that stuff. But, you know, could be worse. Just really angsty. Yeah, like you don't, the last thing you want though is to you know you don't want like the Blade Two Reaper vampires where they're all a bit weird, or the Buffy ones, or from Dust Till Dawn when their face goes weird. Big big teeth, cool with, could do that. Yeah, I'm I'm game. One of my favorite it's got a, one of my favorite lines in um in what we do in the shadows when they ask about why vampires only feast on the the blood of virgins and so <laughs> the the retort is well. You know, when you eat a sandwich, would you want someone to have fucked it first? <laughs> we're, uh, yeah. We're werewolves, not swearwolves, is yeah. my favourite thing from What also, We Do in the Shadows. Also a very good one. You know what my favourite line from Tiptoes is? Uh, no, go on. So you had a circle jerk with a bunch of little people. I would love to see that. That's, that's from a film you just bought. Uh. Um, the two, so the two quotes on IMDb for Tiptoes are that line and then the conversation that comes from, which also includes that line. Have you ever been involved with a little person sexually? No, just kid stuff, you know. All the kids would come over, would sit in a circle, play doctor and that kind of thing. Couldn't have been more than 10 or 12, so that doesn't really count. So you had a circle jerk with a bunch of little people. I'd love to have seen that. You would like to see that. Yes, I would. It's a bit weird. So it's not only just you want to see a dwarf uh, circle jerk, but kids. So uh, luckily, we're replacing her with a badass werewolf-killing vampire. So... You know, we don't get that shit anymore. No. But maybe she's been involved in a circle jerk with a bunch of vampires. We don't know. We just won't know. Or werewolves. Or werewolves. Maybe that. Michael Sheen is a werewolf in Underworld. <laughs> Michael Sheen is a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if I get to be friends with Michael Sheen, I will be a werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. If I get to be friends with Michael Sheen, I will... I, I worried where... So, on the seagull spectrum... Yeah. Not as many as a Viking Super Bowl. Like maybe two days worth, which I think would be, be like 20 tons. So it's a 20 tonnage. 20 tons. This. Okay. I like that this is becoming a um, a feature. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make t-shirts with the seagull spectrum on. Seagull spectrum, or I, I'm just envisioning just like a, a mound of dead seagulls. Yeah, so if you would like a seagull spectrum t-shirt, please uh, tweet us. Because if nobody does, it's not going to happen. So yeah, so that's my, that is my dream. Um, I want tiptoes. But to also feature vampires. I don't think it would make it any worse. So the only way is up.
So those were our choices. Yep. Given the gap in recording, do you need to refresh your memory on what you pick? I don't. I've got my notes in front of me. All good. So out of your choices, what what's yeah. your top three? Top three, I think third place, as much as I love it, James L. Jones as Mufasa in Star Wars. I think he would need... There's a lot of explaining we'd have to do about Luke not being part lion, and that might just make it a little bit confusing. Though I do like the idea of just kind of playing it as Darth Vader and then doing the reveal with the helmet coming off that he's a lion. I mean, I do like the idea of just like an animal version of Star Wars. Yeah. Like, you know how you've got like the Marvel ape stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's like Spider-Ham and stuff like that. Like that with Star Wars, I would get behind. In which, and in, if that's the case, has to be Mufasa. Oh, absolutely. Second place, Bill Nye is Davy Jones in Love Actually. Moist, squiddy man singing Christmas songs. I mean, sign me up. And then in obvious first place, Bronson in place of Bane in The Dark Knight Rises because it's just kind of too perfect. Nice. Nice. I like it. I like it a lot. How about you, sir? Number three on my list. Polly Creed vs. Predator. I think it works. I think it would be fun. But... The other two I just prefer, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, number two, we are going for uh, Celine in Tiptoes. Sure. Because the more people that know about Tiptoes, the better. Um, if we weren't already recommending Midsummer every episode, then we would probably be recommending Tiptoes. Did you know there is already a film about dwarf vampires? I did not, know. Guess what it's called. Um... Ankle Biters. Of course it is. Yeah. Uh, and then number one, that leaves far and away my favourite choice, Bill and, uh, Bill and John Wick's Excellent Adventure. I think it just works. I like the idea of a time-travelling John Wick. And it's just another thing to see Keanu Reeves in. Uh, so that's mine. What, yep. what we sang for, the, for the, the, the combined choice. I mean, the top two have got to be Tom Hardy and Keanu Reeves, I think. I think they fit too well into both roles. And also... Even if it wasn't in the context of Bill and Ted, like, time-travelling John Wick just needs to happen. Oh, 100%. I, I think Bronson, even not as Bane, I think Bronson would be an interesting Batman villain. Yeah. A lot of crossover. It's just taking... Like, and we don't know that there isn't a moustache underneath the mask. This is very true. Um, this is very, very true. So then what's that... What, so is it going to be... I mean, I do. I do like... The supple squid choice, rom com squid, rom com squid, rom squid, rom com squid. That's a. I don't know why I'm struggling to say that. So I mean, that's definitely up there. I do like. Obviously, I like my choices. Otherwise, I wouldn't <laughs> pick them. That's a weird thing to say. I do like Celine and Tiptoes just because I. I think uh, a, a film where you know they aren't sure if the child's going to be a vampire or not does actually sound quite funny. Yeah, that that like it is legitimately an interesting. And a lot of potential plot for a film. Yeah. So I, I put it to you that the one thing that would make me choose Supple Squid Bill Nighy is that I don't know that I would necessarily be able to cope with Tiptoes changing because it's too good as it is. Oh, that's true. Change, changing it is going to take away Tiptoes from the world, isn't it? Yeah. It's... Uh... Okay, well, all right. Well, well, I want Kate Beckinsale to be in a film right. where... Vampire comedy where they don't know if this kid's going to be a vampire or not. I think bit of yeah. bit, bit of double life leading. You yep. know, it's like, oh, sorry, I never told you, Matthew McConaughey, trainee fireman teacher. <laughs> God, I could talk about tiptoes. You know what? I I think tiptoes is going to be. Has it been 
a choice for Good, Bad, Movie. It hasn't, yet. no. And the DVD is on its way. So yeah, it so it's, it's, it's going to have to be one of my choices this month. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That that's fair. I will I will take Tiptoes out of the running selflessly to protect Tiptoes for the masses. It needs to be preserved. I'm sure it's in the Presidential Library of Congress. Um, oh, it must be. It's probably on cinema. Voyager. Yeah, it's on the little disc they sent up with uh, Voyager. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. So I will, I, will, I, will, I will lean towards the squid. Lean towards the squid. And then, I mean, I'd, I'd probably stick, I'd probably stick uh, Time Travelling John Wick first because it just needs to happen. Yeah, and I, I like the idea of John Wick, the very, very serious character John Wick, bouncing off of just Bill. Yeah. God, I need to rewatch those films. Okay, all right. I'm I'm fine with that. I'm gonna locking lock in. lock those in. Any other comments before we start the start the rundown procedure? Um, no. I'm I just just want to see a squid make some music, man. And on that note, <laughs> uh, the podcast nobody asked for is top three character swaps or taking a character an actress played in one film and putting him into another that the actor was also in. Number three, we have. Bill Nye as Davy Jones from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies put into Love Actually. At number two, we have Tom Hardy's Bronson from Bronson replacing Bane in Dark Knight Rises. And number one, we have Keanu Reeves's John Wick thrown into Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So if you liked our choices, if you have any of your own ideas, and I know you do because... I think the feedback to this has been possibly more than we've had before. Yeah. Like there's, it's one of those ideas, or it's one of those choices where everybody immediately thinks of something and none of them have crossed over yet. So I'm very comfortable in, you know, maybe this time next year we will roll out with Character Swaps 2. This time it's personal. Electric Boogaloo. So if you you want to send us your ideas, you can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. Um, you can also find us on Kofi at the podcast nobody asked for, where you can buy us a coffee, and all that money goes towards making the podcast bigger and better, and allowing Graham to buy Tiptoes DVDs. <laughs> um, if you have recordings of squids or octopi or any other cephalopods singing, um, please send links uh, to us on Twitter at nobody asked for pod with the number four. Um, you can also find us at the same place on Facebook. Uh, and remember to leave a review, uh, as Martin did, uh, on Podchaser or on Apple Podcast, and put any episode ideas you have in it, and we will do the best ones, as we have proved we do, because we are noble men of our words. Extremely noble. Um, and for all of your podcast Nobody Asked For needs, you can visit us at thepodcastnobodyaskedfor.co.uk. Cool. And on that note... Um, actually, do you want to do the the sum up? Because usually I lead into that, and we can keep up this hilarious character swap motif. Yeah. Um, I don't, what do you normally do? Uh, I, I kind I, of zone out at this point. Just, normally, just generally ramble just about something. Rambler. Okay. Oh. Nye, dwarfs. <laughs> uh, on that note, um, it is time to. Um, I think maybe we we should spend the next day or so. We'll just swap roles. Um, you can you can try and uh, deal with some stuff at my work. I'll try and deal with stuff at yours. You can try um, being well. We, we're off to rugby training in a bit. Um, you can try and play um, <laughs> as a back. <laughs> yeah, that'll work well. Um, I'll, um, I'll I'll get squashed in the scrum. Um, yeah, I'll try and pretend to like Welsh rugby, and you can try and pretend to like Welsh rugby.
to, to be fair, there's a lot of pretending to like that anyway. <laughs> for this.